It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Welcome, everyone, to the Divas the Care Network and an episode of Words That Work. And today is Lacey's Purpose, Part 4. I'm your host, Naomi McDonald, an animal communicator, author, teacher, and light body worker dedicated to sharing true stories that changed lives. But for this broadcast, I must give you a tear alert, as this is the last Lacey's Purpose story. And if you're like many, or me, you might be thinking, oh no, if this is sad, I can't listen. But before you click that off icon, I invite you to think of this story as a gift that allows the animals a voice, a gift intended to comfort anyone who loves a pet, has lost an animal, or has grieved over the parting of a loved one. And please know that without a doubt, the animals take tremendous joy in having their thoughts and wishes recounted lovingly and honestly. So, let's get started. This is fitting my husband Max said as he scanned my appointment list for Paws Around Town. Your last session, on the last day the store is open, is that Larry guy and there's four names here. He's brought his whole family, I think. I glanced toward the bottom of the paper in Max's hand and said, yep, Sarah is Larry's wife. Chloe is her daughter. She's the one that Larry originally bought Lacey for. And Josh is their son together. And gosh, he must be seven years old. So that means that he's been with Lacey all his life. A nostalgic, sweet feeling came over me as I remembered the day eight years before when Larry, a red-headed, handsome biker guy, came in the store with a tiny white Maltese cradled in the crook of his arm, and how, after his three highly emotional visits, their concern when he brought the little dog in had moved to the ups and downs of everyday life, with questions like, does Lacey want to move her car seat closer to Josh or stay by the window? Would you please tell her not to hide the baby's toys? But little did I know how much the knowledge that I had gained from the many animals and their humans over the years was about to help us all through the coming session. My delight in seeing the family turned to shocked sadness when I saw the tiny carved box cradled in the crook of Larry's arm. Three red-eyed, grim faces couldn't meet my eyes as they took a seat in my session space. The only one sitting up tall with a stern expression 
was Chloe, Sarah's 16-year-old daughter. Ooh, I thought. I breathed in and patted my chest and said to myself, get it together, woman. I raised my brows and questioned, when? Ten days ago, Sarah replied. She'd been sleeping a lot, drinking gallons of water, and that just seemed to run right through her. And then on a Wednesday, we were thrilled. She was playing with Josh for the first time in I don't know how long, and she ate more. And so you can imagine how crushed we were to find that she had passed at the foot of our bed early Thursday morning. The vet said her heart must have given out. It just stopped breathing. Then Larry added, she looks so peaceful, her white fur, just laying on that blue cover. I kept trying to wake her up. I couldn't make myself believe that our girl was gone. Okay, I said. It's been over three days. She should have passed through her chakras or through the rainbow bridge. Larry took the small box from his arm and set it on the desk as reverently as if he were handling a precious jewel. Then he and Sarah held hands in the chairs next to Josh and Chloe. Chloe ran her fingers through her long blonde curly hair and flipped it behind her and asked as casually as if discussing the weather, what do rainbows and chakras have to do with Lacey? But then, that's when, the teenager's gaze locked on the small wooden box on the desk with the name Lacey carved in the front. She sucked in a breath and held it for what seemed like several minutes. And then, like Humpty Dumpty, she fell off of her wall of aloof composure and shattered. The girl cradled her head in her hands and sobbed. Why is my heart hurting so bad? Even more than when my grandma passed. I feel guilty about that and, and so I'm confused and I don't think I can stand this. As if Chloe's confession broke a dam of held back emotions, the entire family bared their souls. I can't ride my Harley, Larry said. She's been there forever. Her seat is empty. It's just empty. I can't sleep, Josh says. She's not curled up with me. She always took a nap with me. I can't make dinner. She's not patrolling for scraps, Sarah said. Well, by then, I was used to Lacey's thoughts coming unbidden. And I knew they always had a purpose. I closed my eyes and it felt as if her spirit had walked into my room right along with her family. She was hovering right there in the ether. And I heard her clearly, but I also felt her joy in getting to convey her words, her wisdom to those precious people she had shared her life with. 
to say goose flesh rose on my arms would be like calling the ocean simply wet. The meaning of her comment sent my entire body alight with tingles. And as I rubbed my arms, I repeated her words to her family. Well, guys, here's what Lacey says. The painful memories will turn into priceless gifts. I paused as I read the confusion on each of their faces. Then her next words came so lacy-like and matter-of-factly, they drew my attention as they made me smile, and I blurted the words out before I could even think. Please tell them I left a tired body that didn't serve me any longer. I slipped out of it like a worn old coat. My job with them was finished. Time to move on. That made my heart flitter around in my chest like a hummingbird in all directions. Sadness at this wonderful family's loss. Peace in Lacey's comments. And then gratitude for the wisdom that I had gained from her over these last eight years. I blew out a breath and finally said to Lacey, Honey, please guide me through this. And true to her personality, I heard, you know what to say. Tell them what you've learned from all of us. Keep saying those words. You've learned so much. Go forward with it. Well, then I knew what to do. I opened my eyes and I glanced at Larry. Remember the session we had when you realized that your childhood dog, Jesse, and Lacey were the same spirit? The big man nodded. Well, that confirms the teachings. I mean, without a doubt, it confirms the teachings that our spirits never die. And they really never suffer. That they are eternal and our loved ones can return in physical form in many lifetimes. They're simply beyond our visual sight on the same journey that they're on right now. And our physical bodies are temporarily made up of the Earth's elements. We're all made of Earth. And our bodies are on loan, so to speak, from the Earth. So when it's time for the spirit to depart, the body returns to the Earth. And like Lacey said, it was as simple as taking off a tired old coat. And I know it's hard to think of it as beautiful, especially right now. But you got to, and I have to repeat that because it's a gift, you got to witness a natural earthly reclaiming because so often things happen suddenly and we do not have the opportunity to see it and to process it. And so this is how it works, the earth. And you described it. She slept more. She didn't play any longer. She moved more slowly. She ate less. Her body knew the transition was near. And second is water. She drank and drank. 
but she did not utilize the water. It did not hydrate her body. It passed through her back to the ground. And then third is fire. What you described on Wednesday when she rallied and she played and seemed more alive was her natural instinct for survival. And we all have it. We all hit a point where we have this need for survival. And it sparks an energetic fire of physical movement a lot of times in the very last moments, but you can never say how long that that fire will last. It could be weeks or months or, like with Lacey, a day. And then last is air. It's not required when the heart no longer beats. That is when the body releases its earthly tether and the spirit returns to what some call a soul group. So what you described, Sarah, was an actuality, the returning of earth, water, fire, and air. Chloe sat up straighter in her chair, crossed her arms over her chest, and asked, well, what about the chakras you mentioned? The word chakra is ancient Sanskrit for wheel. There are seven chakras or wheels that bring energy into our bodies. And from what I've learned from the animals that have passed and what I had the beautiful honor in witnessing when my border collie Luke passed is it's not just a crossing over the rainbow bridge, but a journey and a letting go through the chakra colors. I raised both hands and counted off seven fingers. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, and white. And traveling through them takes any one of us back to the pure energetic state of spirit. If it's time for an animal to pass, especially if a vet has to help them, you can picture your loved one and you can see them pass through each color. And it's like getting to give them an escort to the light. And it's such a lovely, beautiful process. <clears throat> Larry cleared his throat and his lips pursed in a grimace. Dying sounds pretty complicated. Lacey did all that? It does sound like a lot, I said. But animals have a more organic understanding of the spirit's transition from the body. They naturally let their spirits guide them. They know the way. Does that mean that Lacey is okay? Sarah dabbed at her eyes with a crumpled wet tissue. I was afraid I missed something or if I knew more, we could have saved her. What if I did miss something? I've just, my stomach has just been in knots. I understand. Because so many of us have felt that way, I responded. Me included. But remember, all we can do at any given time 
is the best that we can do with the knowledge that we have in that moment, in that moment in time. So what is important is that you loved her, right? Well, of course, more than she could have possibly known. Believe me, and I've learned this, that your love is what she feels. She is connected to your heart, not your mind and all the stuff that us humans think about and worry about. Our animals are connected to our hearts. Really, all of your hearts. And animals, unlike humans, do not regret the past. And they don't fret about where they go when they die or anything that anyone did before the time of their passing. I swept my hand across in front of me and gazed at the four humans that were perched in their chairs like attentive birds. My heart went out to them. And I said, none of you could ever do anything wrong as long as the action came from the intention of loving her. And I paused a moment and it was a blessing, an absolute blessing to witness those words sink in. All four faces relaxed and as if we had all been holding our breath, we exhaled as one. Chloe, I said, that answers your earlier question about grieving more for Lacey than your grandmother. Why you feel such a more pronounced loss and whole? It does. The girl raised her chin expectantly in my direction. Mm-hmm. Lacey's physical presence made up a major part of the resonance song in your home. Our animals are a major part of the vibration and frequency that creates a song, so to speak, in our homes. She lifted the energy in your space. You laughed and played and loved and were comforted. And there's no way that the loss of all of those feelings and emotions that she created wouldn't leave a giant hole in our hearts. So each one of you feel a different kind of emptiness. You've all described something different. So your personal song and the overall harmony in your home feels grossly out of tune. It just isn't right. Well, Larry said, that kind of brings up something and I wasn't going to go there, but I didn't even know I needed to. But even though I was only five when I lost my dog, Jesse, I never wanted to love like that again. I never wanted to hurt like that again. But Lacey taught me I was wrong. You know, I'd still be closed down and angry if she hadn't been so persistent and just wormed her way into my life and really all of our lives. I can't, 
I just love it that maybe I understand that. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? I said. How getting an animal can seem so happen chance and then turn out to be a perfectly orchestrated synchronicity. Like her diving into your lap and running to you every time you walked in the house. And when we understand that it's a perfectly or orchestrated synchronicity, that helps us to know that we are all divinely driven, even the animal kingdom. We're watched over. We should adopt one of the dogs that the rescue people out front have. Josh sat up more stiffly in his chair. I saw a really cute black one. It's out there. I picked it up, Dad, before we came in, and it's, it's really sweet, Dad. Can we, can we adopt it? Can we have it, please? How can you think of another dog, Josh? Chloe barked. As I listened to the family's exchange, I smiled inwardly. They had shown me exactly what I needed to say. This might help, I said. We just talked about how you all feel the loss of Lacey differently. Every one of you are coping in a different way. If someone is driven to run out and replace a lost pet, it doesn't need to mean that they loved them any less. It just means that the hole in their hearts, the out-of-tune song, is unbearable. There isn't a right or a wrong way to process someone's grief. Oh, thank you for saying that, Sarah said. I thought jo Josh and Chloe might come to blows yesterday. But I guess it is because all of our emotions are running so high and we're all hurting. And now I'm realizing we're just taking it out on each other. Yes, I replied. That's hard. So why don't we see if we can take those special times that you spent with your little sweet girl and turn them from experiences to avoid into the gift memories that Lacey mentioned. Please, Larry replied. It might hurt at first, but she asks that you relive those experiences in your mind. For example, Josh, can you see yourself on your bed with Lacey curled up beside you? Can you feel her there all enclosed by your tummy? Would you do that for me, for Lacey? Maybe, Josh said. The boy unwrapped his arms around himself. Then he wrapped them tighter and then opened them again slightly as if cradling something. And before too long, a smile edged its way across his face. What does that feel like, Josh? She's so soft. She was always so soft, he replied. And then he slowly moved his cheek as if to brush it against Lacey's fur. 
I remember I felt safe like she would keep me from the boogeyman. The boogeyman couldn't come from my closet or under my bed if Lacey was there. And she listened. Lacey always listened. I could just tell her anything. Sometimes I sang us both to sleep. And I feel like I just knew she would always be there. The boy's eyes flew open and he cried, but she's gone. She's gone, gone away. Oh goodness, I thought. But I said, Josh, you have the everlasting part of her. You have the memories, memories of how she made you feel, how you just remembered, safe and comforted. You could tell her anything and you will always be able to because her spirit will remain alive in your heart as long as her memory remains there. And you did a beautiful job of remembering those gifts. And now you can take those gifts of feelings like she wishes you to and hold them. And really, it's what she wishes for all of you. So Larry, Sarah, Chloe, when you three feel up to it, you can do the same exercise with the understanding that you will be keeping her alive in your hearts. Are you okay, Josh? I ask. That had to be really, really hard. The dark-headed boy nodded and wrapped his arms around himself again. This does make me feel better, he said. Well, wonderful. Remember, when you lay down to sleep any time, wrap your arms around yourself and allow it to bring up those beautiful feelings. Wow, Sarah said. I would have never thought of that. Lacey gave us so much, more than we realized. <laughs> she chuckled. She's like a gift that keeps on giving. I nodded. Yep. I truly believe that if humans understood that the animals make a choice to come into our lives for the purpose of nourishing us in body and soul and spirit, there would never be another abandoned or abused animal. So, Larry said, Say we understand what you're saying about that song stuff. I don't know about vibrating lower and higher, but I'm trying. What can we do now? I know in my mind that eventually the hurt will get better. But right now, right now, all I can say is it sucks. If you would like, you can do a ceremony when you scatter her ashes in the lake behind her house. Larry huffed. How do you know about the lake? And then he said, Oh, I know. She told you the lake is there and what she wanted. I nodded. Her words, exactly. My body was borrowed from the earth. Please return it to the earth, not in a box on a shelf.
Josh turned to his mother and screeched, No, Mommy, Lacey has to be there. Sarah put her arm around her protesting son and in a soothing but firm tone said, How about we keep the box and a tiny pinch of her ashes? Then she glanced at me and added, Yes, we would love to do the ceremony. But can we do one for Buster, our cat? He passed last year, and we all miss him too. And then Sarah looked a little sheepish. He is in a box on the shelf. Chuckling, I said, oh yeah, a gratitude ceremony can be done anytime, together or on separate days. Each one of you will take a piece of paper and write down all that you're grateful to her for. Harley writing partner, cooking help, and so on. Anything that feels right to your hearts. And then when you scatter her ashes, light a candle in her honor, burn the paper, and with your breath, send your prayers of gratitude right along with her ashes. And of course, you can do a separate list for Buster on that day or on another day, whatever you think is important to you and or that might be for Buster. She really is okay, Larry said, and Buster's okay too. They really are okay, I smiled. They are always in just the right and perfect place. She said her purpose was done. Sarah said, I think I know, but I'm trying to organize all this in my mind. Yeah, I said, but you can think of it this way. Emotion is the catalyst for change and growth. All of you, especially Larry, have felt every emotion imaginable. From the richest, most purest love and opening your hearts to laughter and play and to the depths of hurt and grief. And so I'd say that one tiny white Maltese did a superb job of helping us. And I have to include myself in that one more for you, but for me too, to learn and be more balanced, happier humans. And this brings us to the end of the Lacey's Purpose Stories. My heart soars with gratitude, not only to Lacey, but all of the animals that join us in our earthly journeys. They really are the gift that keeps on giving. And thank you, Divas That Care Network, for providing a platform that has created a lovely community that enriches our lives through knowledge and compassion. And if you would like more animal stories, my books, They Sing to Our Souls, The Animals Speak, and Away to Me, My Love, A Sheepdog's Tale of Two Lives are available in all formats through my website and major retailers. And goodbye until next time. 
Namaste, Naomi. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.